Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome to episode five, where we are discussing five ways to increase revenue in your business that isn't necessarily meaning hiring other therapists. That's a little clunky. Maybe we're going to have to work on that copy. (laughs) Welcome. I'm Trish Williams, and this is the OTs Get Paid podcast. And as I said, today we are discussing five ways to increase revenue in your business. Oh, if my old self knew that my entrepreneur self would love on a topic like this one day. To old Trish, this would have been the equivalent of watching paint dry. My father was an entrepreneur, British, 40 years older than me, which was a dealio back in the 70s. I can picture my dad sitting me down with his British accent and his urban planning business, lots of papers around, lots of line drawings and saying, no, Patricia, let me tell you about the five ways to increase revenue. And I would be like, Snoresville. Okay. What a difference (laughs) it is when this is your own passion and ultimately your own owner's comp that you are generating. So why is this so important? Why do I care? I cannot tell you the amount of times that I have had a coaching client come to me and talk about how they have an unwieldy amount of therapists working for them. Let me paint you a picture of a very typical, actually, I'm going to think back to a client I have just started to work with. She's very typical of the clients that I see. She has run a successful clinic for many years. She did it with no business background. She grew it all on hustle and intuition, decided she wanted to share her clinical skills and her passion with her community, saw that there was a niche after she was a solopreneur, hired more people, hired more people, hired more people. And direct quote is, I grew this amazing space. 
And now I've got two locations and over 20 staff help. Because without a knowledge base in this, and you know, I'm guilty of it as well when I owned my bricks and mortar, so many of us in the service industry that have clinics as OTs and providing one-on-one therapy, the only way we know how to really generate more income in that case is to hire more therapists. When your business model is one-on-one therapy and you are the owner, you quickly hit the ceiling, which is why I'm so passionate about talking about changing time for money for time for expertise. We hit the ceiling and then we hire more people to provide services for us. It's not a bad business model. It's one business model that quickly burns everybody out and often has us looking back and saying, how do we get this many people working for us? If you're curious on how to move beyond that one-to-one service delivery, go back and listen to episode three, where we dive into the Ascension model. Hint, one-on-one service should be at the top of your pyramid, of your Ascension model pyramid, meaning it should be the top of your services. That access to one-on-one anything, that access to experts, should be the highest service that you give and therefore should be one of the highest price points. I rattle a few cages when I talk about this in the service-based industry because clearly it's easier in a cash-based environment. Lots of people are hesitant to switch to cash-based because especially in the United States, they're so used to insurance companies, but this is where we have to get creative. We also have audiences all over the world. As some of you know, I'm in Canada where we are not as reliant on insurance companies per se for therapy. We can get creative, it can happen. So hop on over to episode three if you want to know a little bit more about an Ascension model. Okay, so let's dive into this list. Number one, and pretty much one that I think everybody thinks about is we can increase the number of our customers. Easy. For example, in the clinic, all I needed to do was get more people in the door. That's when we also see people outgrowing their space and wanting to get into new spaces to hold more people. There is a churn rate that needs to happen, especially depending on how long you typically deliver a service. If it's three sessions, six sessions, whatever, there's a churn rate that needs to happen with volume that can have a required hustle. We typically don't start out with a high volume. So a lot of us entrepreneurs are considering about how they can get to that volume And it feels like a bit of a slow start. And you think, all I need is more people. All I need is more people. As soon as you hit that volume, you often hit a whole other set of challenging problems as a business owner. But it is an amazing way of increasing our impact and increasing our revenue goal by seeing more people. Number two, I also want to talk about that lifetime value of a customer. So once we get that customer in the door, it's not just numbers of customers. Once we have a customer in the door, once we have gone through the customer acquisition process, and to some it's easy, especially when you've been in the business a long time, you've got a lot of referrals, you have a niche expertise in your area, you don't have a lot of competition. Getting volume isn't as much of a stretch as it is if you don't have those things in your favor or if you're starting out. However, I also want you to think about the lifetime value of a customer. You needed to acquire that customer, and that's often the most time-consuming thing to get that customer in the door. In a future episode, we're going to talk about marketing and sales funnels and how you can do that. But getting that person in the door is actually 
the hardest thing to do. And it's the thing that costs the most money. We need to attract them. We need them to like, know and trust us. We need to convince of them that we are the experts, that we can give them the transformation that they require, that they, you know, believe in our services and that they will pay for a certain outcome. So once you've got that customer and it's the most expensive, whether in time or money, if it's ads or if you're paying somebody to you know, run your social media, or if you're paying a consultant or a manager to answer the phone, these are all ways that, hey, it's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club, we give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our Road to 100K program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar, that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid. But that costs you money. Now that you've got this customer in the door, how can we increase their lifetime value under your umbrella? If you are a brand, like Trish Williams Consulting is a brand, OTs get paid as a brand. If you are a brand, especially now, more and more people want to keep buying from a brand. I want you to think of yourself as a brand. So can we increase the average amount of sales from that one particular customer and the frequency of the sale. So let me give you an example that's outside of OT. I live in Calgary, Alberta, and we go in and out of lockdowns through 2020 and 2021 due to the coronavirus. And at a lesser lockdown period, I went to go see my hairstylist and she's the owner of the company. I specifically chose her because I want to chit-chat business. I know she's got a really cool, actually, she's got um a pretty high-end Canadian entrepreneur who coaches her. And I'm fascinated by this entrepreneur. And I also loved what my hairdresser was doing. So it was a no-brainer to go to her as opposed to one of her team. And we talk business a lot. And she has named the salon after her name. And 
we were talking about how our business has been surviving in and out of quarantine. Unlike OT in our area, she's not considered an essential service and she goes in and out of needing to close and open and close and open. I was asking her about how things were going and she said, actually pretty well because we have branched out into other products. We have branched out into selling hair tools and candles and chocolates and clothing, some of which have her label on them, some which don't. And I said to her, is that really as beneficial as it sounds from a revenue perspective? And she said, oh, yes. And we talked about, it was a prediction for 2020, and I don't remember where I read it, but we talked about brands having curated experiences. So to give you another example, if any of you follow Rachel Hollis, Rachel Hollis, whether you like her or not, one of the things she's selling the other day I saw on her IG is like necklaces. Well, Rachel Hollis is not a jewelry designer. She's, I don't exactly know what she, I guess she's a motivational person, motivational business person, but her brand has reached out into fitness and she does live events and they do, you know, couples counseling. And now she's selling curated necklaces that she didn't make, but they were chosen by her. And this is the curated experience that people are focusing on more as consumers in 2020. And I can only imagine it will increase in 2021. And my hairdresser is living out that life. So she has this line of other products that people are buying for her because they like, know, and trust her. And they want to buy what she has deemed as good. I was really happy to hear that. So how could you increase the lifetime value of your customer that you bring in the door? There are some hints on the Ascension model, obviously, but how else could you do that? I'm curious. Let me know. Go to the Facebook page, OTs Get Paid, and drop us some examples, because I'd love to hear more. Number three, operating costs. You can decrease your expenses. That's pretty straightforward. Decrease your expenses, which includes decrease any of the software you have, any of the rent that you pay, any of the apps that you use, any of the equipment that you buy, and also what you pay your team members. I will tell you right now, virtually every single OT that I coach that I've had a discovery call with, but particularly the ones that I coach or have monthly coaching or VIP days because I really get to know those clients well, almost every single one of them comes to me with a goal of wanting to pay their team more. So I am not running out and advocating for you to start underpaying all your very valued therapists and your very valued team members. But do you look at your operations costs every month? Have you read Profit First and decided what percentage range you're going to fall in for operations costs? If you have service providers under your team, then you'll need another percentage because it's not the same as just straight paying off somebody that runs the clinic or, you know, somebody that cleans the clinic or somebody that is your VA for running your Zooms or whatever it is, you'll need a different percentage. But on average, I've always hovered around 39% with when I'm not considering paying team members. And so do you actually know what that 39% is? Do you actually want to buy that template That looks like a great Black Friday deal, but it's going to actually increase your expenses too much. Do you really want to hire a social media manager thinking that it will save me time in the long run, but do you know how you're going to get that revenue back? So operations costs, I find they sneak up on me no matter what. And 
we have a very healthy bottom line, but I want to remind you to really look carefully at what you may need. There's a lot of people out there that sell on, if you hire me, you won't have to do this work anymore. And therefore you can stay in your zone of genius and you can bring in more revenue because you're getting things off your plate. I agree with that. I think you need a healthy dose of skepticism or you need to wait until there's more money in the bank to go out. Because I think if you put out money too early and you're not 100% sure how you're going to be earning that back, what that return on the investment is, that's where a lot of folks can get tripped up. So some people are like, nope, I'm going to do it all, which makes you stuck and then you can never grow because it takes money to make money. Other people are you know, waiting for that healthy revenue to be able to pay that person. Number four, accounts receivable, a faster cash injection. How can you get paid faster to get cash flowing through your account? I'm wondering if any of you are thinking right now about a particular client, a particular contract, a particular insurance company, a particular affiliate that you have trouble getting cash from. And the reason why that's so important is because, like I alluded to in the last section, it takes cash to make cash. It takes money to make money. And if you are needing to wait for that money to come in, if you are expecting a certain amount of cash flow every month to pay your people, if you're needing to go down on a line of credit because you haven't been able to access the cash that's due to you, if you're putting manpower towards that, if it's taking up space in your brain, which I know isn't directly related to revenue, this is not beneficial to any business owner. So is there any way that you can get a faster cash injection? One of the things I did at the clinic many moons ago, and I know a lot of people are doing, is taking credit cards. They say, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not going to pay the credit card fees. I actually have one therapist that I know locally. She's not an OT, but she you know, will only take old school checks and you actually have to pay her before. Oh no, sorry. It's eat. Well, I do know one therapist that only takes old school checks. Then I know another psychologist in my community that will only start working once you have paid her electronically and it's cleared, like literally won't see the client until that's happened, which I think is like super bold. She's also got a huge wait list and you know, you do you tons of experience. She's not waiting on any cash injection. She also might be alienating some clients or, you know, putting her wrong taste in their mouth. But what else could you do? I know a lot of people want to steer away from credit cards. After a while, is it worth that percentage of interest that you pay on either PayPal fees or, you know, your booking system fees or Stripe fees or, you know, credit card fees because you at least know you're going to get that cash back quicker and there is going to be no hassle to you. The last thing I want to talk about is pricing. And I'm going to be doing a separate episode on pricing because it's literally one of my favorite topics. But we all know that you can increase the cost of your services. OTs have a tough time with this in general. I think a lot of you are nodding your head as you listen to this. This is one of the reasons this podcast exists. It is to break the helper, incredibly in-tuned, kind, good person therapist that is typical to our profession and I think is in so many of us. And listen, this isn't any gram two speaking. I'm the ultimate helper. How do we break away from connecting pricing to still being able to be a good person? These are big questions. I challenge you to sit in them and think there. 
because there are many, many other professions. I can think of the times I've needed help with a lawyer. I will willingly pay the osteopath that I know down the street. My daughter was in a minor car accident a couple of months ago. My neighbor is a chiropractor. I need help right away. We came right to his door and I paid him all of the money. <laughs> you know, it was my child and he could help her. And I didn't balk once, nor did I ask for a discount because I was like, I respect and value what you're bringing. And that's really the crux of it. And you're going to hear me speak again and again. And I know you've heard some OTs that are in this space talk about the value. It is the value that you bring to the transformation for your client that is the base of pricing. Okay. Now I know I'm going to hear excuses from you. I know you guys have pushback in your head. I'm not saying everybody needs to go out. Well, actually I am saying everybody needs to go out and raise their prices. I am not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying it's easy on something like if you are inherently seeing all insurance companies, it's so much easier cash base. I get that. But can you look at and can you continue to question yourself as a service provider, as a product owner, as an OT who owns a business? How is this business adding value? How is this business changing people's lives? And therefore, what is the true price that needs to reflect that? That's where I'm going to end this today. I'm going to talk a lot in the future about how we can do that, about ways to, you know, say what your value is, scripts that we can give ourselves in order to help us with our pricing. This is a huge thing that people come to me with. And you know what? It is a passion of mine. So I will leave you with that for you to think to yourselves, how can I stay true to my mission as a therapist? How can I still see myself as a good person and increase the cost of services so that I can increase revenue. I am so excited to let you know that the second annual OT Entrepreneur Summit is just around the corner. It starts on May 3rd, 2021, and we have content and community where you can learn and be supported by OTs who own their own businesses, and they are going to peel back the curtain and give you insider secrets into how they've built their successful businesses. We have interviews where you're going to learn about marketing, social media, sales, profitability, how to grow a product-based business, how to leverage tech in your businesses, and the list goes on. This is for people who are starting, growing, and scaling their businesses. It is co-hosted with the fabulous Laura Park Figueroa of Mind Your OT Business, both of us have seen an increase in the number of people who want to be OT entrepreneurs. People are reaching out. People, if you just have a nugget of idea and you're starting, this summit is for you. If you have been in business for, you know, three, four, five, seven, 11 years plus, we will give you information and support on how to continue to grow and scale your business. You are not alone. When we hosted the OT Entrepreneur Summit last year, we thought the content was our ace in the hole. Everybody said the content was fantastic. What we didn't expect was the rush of how much and how many people loved the community. This year, we are doubling down into our private Facebook group. It is going to be open for one month, and that is it. And this was the place to be last year for people to gain support. People found their business besties, people felt like they were no longer living as solopreneurs or silopreneurs, as I call them. This year, we are offering even more in terms of an offer 
particularly around the Facebook group. You are going to have your experts who gave the interviews come in and provide their individual coaching. Laura and I are adding daily coaching, which is, you know, the price point for that is very expensive compared to the price point of the summit. We want you to be supported. Laura and I run busy six-figure businesses and we dedicate our spring to this event. It is our passion. We want this to be the number one destination for OT entrepreneurs around the world. We pour our hearts and souls into this because we believe in the value and transformation that you can get from this event. In the show notes, you can see the link. It's www.otentrepreneursummit.com. Go there and you'll get more information on this event. More importantly, you will be able to sign up for the waitlist. Once again, we only have a 24-hour window where we will be offering our early bird price. And after that, that's it. We're not selling tickets for very long, probably three or four days. And we want you to be notified right away of this price point. We had people last year who kept their businesses open because of the OT Entrepreneur Summit. They started podcasts because of the OT Entrepreneur Summit. They met their business besties, as I mentioned, because of the OT Entrepreneur Summit. Can you tell? I'm going on and on and on. I want you, if you are interested, to not only sign up, but also tell a friend. If you participated last year, tell a friend, an OT business friend. If you are interested this year, please share this with an OT entrepreneur friend. We had so many people that shared this information last year, and we want your friends to attend because we want them to get the same value that you will be getting out of the summit. See you there. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.